Hello, everyone, and welcome to Hayes' Higher Learning. My name is Ashley Hayes, and welcome to season two of the Higher Learning Podcast. I'm really excited to be back here with y'all, and I'm really excited about these next few months. If you're just tuning in with us, welcome. Season one was what I would like to call prerequisites. It was all about healing, understanding interpersonal interactions, unlearning toxic patterns, and learning how to be authentic. It was important to me that we build a strong personal foundation before we get into the workings of being creatives and entrepreneurs in creative fields. Now that we've done that, I want us to spend this season talking about what I actually do for a living and giving you tools to navigate your creative hobbies and businesses. I want to create transparency around how we discuss pursuing arts as a career and what it actually looks like. If you don't know, my career is performance poetry. I usually use the term full-time poet, but I want to be transparent that there are times when I give my time to other tasks or jobs, especially if an income gap arises. I'm going into my fourth year of touring as a poet, and it has been quite the journey. My first full year touring in 2017, I was actually full-time. I generated my income by mostly touring colleges and universities and doing some really fun corporate collaborative work, including a Lane Bryant campaign with Lizzo and Pretty Big Movement and partnering with Refinery29 for their 29 Rooms art installation, where I had the opportunity to create an interactive word bank and poetry room. I even appeared on a TV show that aired on BET called The Quad that year. It was literally a record-breaking year. I landed four NACA conferences. NACA is the National Association for Campus Activities, and I'll talk more about that later. I performed about 130 shows and grossed over $160,000 in my first year as an artist. That means in that year, I made more than I would have made in three years at my government job. I was 27 years old at the time, and by the time you hear this, I'll be 31. Making that jump that year to quit my nine to five and pursue poetry as a career took a lot of planning and to be transparent, it took a lot of money. I essentially retired when I was 27 from the city of Atlanta. I quit and withdrew the money I had saved in my 401k, which was roughly 10k after the tax penalties. And I used that to cover my upfront expenses to do business, such as hotel, plane tickets, conference fees, agent fees, and to cover my living expenses through the four-month gap between my showcasing at NACA and actually getting to my first paid college gig. And so the way NACA works is I submit video footage of me performing in hopes of landing a showcase and where you perform a sample of your work in front of representatives from colleges in whatever region you're showcasing in. And colleges, agents, and artists pay a series of fees from application to showcase and a fee for booth to present marketing materials. The idea is to rock your showcase and ultimately get booked. My first year, my isolated date cost for a single show was roughly $1,200, which was not only low for a creative performer, but lower than many men who do exactly what I do would make in a show. And we'll get into the performer wage gap in a future episode because it really deserves a little more time and attention. And so after that, I was sort of bracing myself for the impact because with NACA, you can't showcase in the same region two consecutive years. I knew that there was a good chance I wouldn't get as much work that next year. What I wasn't prepared for was a tax conversation with my accountant in 2018, where I found out that as an entrepreneur or a person paid on 1099 forms instead of a W-2 salary through a company, you are charged double the amount of taxes. So if you have a day job and work for a company, you theoretically pay taxes and that income 
And then the company also pays a tax. Well, when you're the company, you get the esteemed honor of paying both. And as a single woman with no kids, that year my tax bill was $30,000. And after that, and my agency taking 20% of my gross, and then I paid for an assistant, I contracted a graphic designer and a business coach and an accountant, and paid for flights and hotels and meals on the road, paying out almost $250 a month for health insurance, et cetera, et cetera. My net was roughly $70,000 that year. It's a big jump from 160 to 70. And I had to figure out how to make that last across two years. And to be honest, it didn't. In 2018, I worked roughly one-fourth of the shows that I had worked the previous year. And by August, the agent that I trusted the most with my bookings left my agency. And I was dealing with that transition and seeing a decrease in the volume of work I was getting. And so by the time Trump was halfway through his term, Arts funding had been cut drastically across America in schools, which meant they weren't hiring poets to do as many readings. And I live in Georgia, which in 2018 ranked 49th out of 50 states in arts funding. By September 2018, I went from a fall of having 40-plus shows the previous year to having about eight. And remember, 2018 is also the year my partner left abruptly, which meant that there was a shift in financial burden. That's when I picked up my first nine to five after having worked with the city at a small black woman owned accounting firm in South Atlanta. I worked there until it was time for me to go back on the road in January, 2019. So I was a full-time artist for about 18 months before picking up another source of income. Then 2019, I had a great spring of about 40 shows. I got to tour with Andrea Gibson, and I invested a lot of money in branding and taking a videographer on the road in hopes of getting new footage to submit to these conferences again. But that still meant another fall with little to no work. I thought I could make up the difference with a summer tour, but ultimately it was financially unsuccessful. So September of this year, I started working at Crock Street Market in my first ever retail job. And fast forward, the investment in branding has paid off so far. I landed four conferences again this year, and I'm on track to have work this fall. But I have to get there. In the past few months, I have literally leaned on my friends and family to support me through what has been the roughest period of my career. There is a cost to doing business, and to be honest, y'all, I almost quit. I told my best friend the other day that if I can do every project I want to do this year and make enough to get out of debt, that it would be well with my soul if I didn't continue in show business. I try to manage my own expectations that way, although I can be guilty of thinking the sky is falling. I want y'all to know, though, I'm still in the paint, and even though the sky is falling, I have a team of old faithful and new folks helping me to hold it up. I carry a heavy load, but I don't do it alone, and I have no intentions on giving up this early in the game. I hope that I get to keep performing and creating and making my work and workshops accessible to the most influential demographics of our society, and hopefully get to make films and all sorts of other media to bring you. I think I'll be able to do that, and I think by practicing courage and taking risks, the universe will be moved as it has been before to bring abundance in my life. And I believe in my work and I recognize the inconsistency is in the market and not with the work itself. 
The reality is I'm a whole food toll, and the insecurity of arts as a career is a monster I battle with constantly. This ain't for the faint of heart, and to be honest, there's nothing particularly special about me that I get to keep doing what I'm doing, except I have people who believe in my vision and who have put their own money on the line to see me through. I know artists who are just as talented, if not more, and don't have the means to risk not making any income for four to six months. I know artists who have gone without health insurance or reliable transportation or stable housing. And that's the cost of doing business. So many people have stories of sleeping in their cars and Billy Porter recently opened up about not working for years in the industry. And the two biggest superstars we'll probably see in our lifetime, Beyonce and Taylor Swift numbers wives, have in common that their parents had the income and resources to jumpstart their careers. Although we all know who's had to work harder across the course of her life. And we'll talk about social justice in that sense and what it means to start with more. If you're listening to this and you're in the thick of it as an artist and you don't know what to do, I'm here with you. We're going to talk through these very real problems and solve them together. What we will not do is give up. Not until we've tried everything and asked people for help. As the young poets Mia Willis and Shay Alexi remind me, worrying about how we're going to do the work is not the work. It's our job to make plans and be clear with our vision so that people can help us with the work. It's going to be a fun season, y'all, I promise. And just like the last one, we're going to work and we're going to grow and we're going to do it together. The song in my spirit this week is Two Phones by Kevin Gates. I got two phones, one for the poems and one for the load. Y'all, I really don't have no sense. Um, (laughs) I may have very well been a youth pastor in my former lifetime, but here we are. If you dig what I'm doing, let me know through your support. By supporting Hayes' Higher Learning, you make it so that I can keep dedicating time to this work and practice social justice by giving people the tools and resources they need. You can learn more about support options at www.ashleyhayes.com slash Hayes' Higher Learning or www.ashleyhayes.com slash support. And you can even support this podcast directly at anchor.fm slash Ashley Dash Hayes. Make sure you check out our Instagram. This season, I'm going to be posting some samples of operating budgets for artists and other cool tools that you can use in your own business and organizations. Thank you so much for tuning into Hayes' Higher Learning, where together we are learning better, doing better, and being better. Y'all have an awesome week. Oh,